Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning about being salt and light, being salt and light. And I, uh, I, I, it's, it's interesting, that journey. I, I, talk, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about going to the eye doctor, and I didn't know what they were going to do. And then when they blew that little puff of air in your eye, I had no idea that was coming. They didn't warn me. Okay? And uh, I, think, I think sometimes in this journey that we're on, as a follower of Jesus, there are things that come about that we're not quite ready for. How many of you understand that? And um, I, I want to I point you to something this morning that will help, I, I think it will help you a lot, uh, talking about being salt and light. But let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. It says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. How many of you want the new here? Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for the, the authenticity of your word, the authority of your word, the, the power of your word. God, we thank you for the ability that your word has to transcend time and space and intersect our hearts where we are and do massive amounts of change in us. God, I pray today that we would not look um, to our right or our left, to, to, to the person beside us or behind us, for this to apply to, but God, allow it to apply to us. And apply, apply it, Lord Jesus, to our heart in a way that we can put it into practice. And let us work it out as we become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. If we believe that this scripture is telling us here, if we believe what it's saying, we understand that this is a transformational relationship that we're in with the Lord Jesus. How many of you understand that? It's a transformational. We have this, this life of Christ that God has given us. It's about transformation. And not only that we're transformed, but we become some, a person who is helping to transform the world in which we're in, the people around us, the, the space that we occupy, everyone around us, our lives are changed, and then we look for opportunities. Talked about this a couple weeks ago and when we were talking about influence in our lives, that God has given us influence into the lives of others, that we, we help to transform other people as well. How many of you have a desire to help transform the world around you? Of course. It doesn't take long in our spiritual growth to realize we've been talking about this during this series, that for others to experience what we've experienced, for other people to have the same connection with God that we have, and it's, it's, it's us knowing that we've been changed that gives us the belief that others can be changed. So often we think we, that's a great concept, change the world. That's an incredible concept. But if our world's not changing, how can I even appropriate that thinking in my mind to where other people in my life can be changed? So it starts with us. By the way, it always starts with us. Come on. It starts with us because of this desire within us to change our world, this is where it comes from. From a, It's a gift from our Heavenly Father. Now, I hope you got some notes when you came in today. Last few weeks, I haven't been giving you notes because our, our, our systems were all messed up because of the lightning strike. We had all kinds of things go out. But I got, gave you some notes today. I want to I share with you a few things. But I want, us to, I want us to look at this passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 5 because it's something that Jesus taught all about. This, this idea of a change your world 
kind of idea. This is from Jesus, and he taught about it here in Matthew 5, verse 13. I'm going to be reading in the message paraphrase. It says this, let me tell you why you are here. Now stop right there. If you want to know why you're on the earth, here it is. Okay, I have people ask me this all the time. Pastor, what's my purpose in life? Well, I'm going to just give you the words of Jesus, okay? This is what Jesus says that your purpose is. This is why, this is why Jesus said, he says, here, you, you, you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Okay? If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? If you've lost your youthfulness and will end up in the garbage. Another way to put it, you're here to be salt to make things better. Salt makes things better. How many of you have had a, a nice juicy steak lately? Come on, somebody. Yes, yes, yes. A few weeks back, a couple weeks back, we were in... in uh, Orlando, Florida at General Council, and one night we had an opportunity to go to dinner. Us and our friends, Jason and Lisa, we went to a place called Del Frisco's Steakhouse. How many have been to a Del Frisco's? Yeah, that's a good steak. That's a good steak. Too bad my, my COVID taste buds are still gone, somebody, so still pray for those. I could tell that it was a good steak, but I could tell that because it had a little bit of saltiness. You know what I'm saying? You want, you want a good piece of beef to have a little salt on it. Come on, somebody, somebody testify with me a little bit. Right? You just, you just it's got to have a little, it, it makes things better. It makes things better. Jesus says, I put you on this earth to make things better. To be better, right? And it says, and you're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. We're going public with this, right? As public as a city is on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? No, I'm putting you on a light stand, a lamp stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Shine out. Illuminate the darkness, right? It says, keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others, and you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. Now, when we read this passage, we understand that Jesus had a plan for our lives. How many of you, how many of you would agree Jesus has a plan for your life? Come on. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan, and his plan is for you to change your world. Now look at me. I didn't say change the world. That would be a little bit ridiculous. I said change your world. Jesus didn't ask us to change the world. He just asked us to start with our world. See, the world is a little overwhelming, but our world is a little more doable. Mother Teresa thought about this when they asked her, how, how do you feed the world? Right? How do you feed the world? Mother Teresa said, you start with one. You start with one. In other words, don't go mass. Go small. Go small. In fact, all mass movements began, how did they begin? They began by going small. They began with a few people that wanted to make a difference, and so they went small, and that's what Jesus does. He calls us to be positive change agents on this earth. To bring about positive change in our world first. Come on. 
And then that change will be duplicated in the lives of other people. Now, I used to believe, follow with me, I used to believe you set an example and people will follow you. I don't know that I believe that anymore. Parents, listen to me. I don't know that I believe that anymore. Do you know why? Because I see a lot of people not following. In fact, it's been forced down our throat to be a leader, not a follower. Here's the reality. You can't lead well until you learn how to follow. And I'm just telling you right now, we're raising a generation of people that if we're not careful... They're, they're going to look to be leaders at every turn and not knowing how to follow anything at all. And the only thing they're leading is them. Young people, listen to me. You'll never be over what you refuse to be under. There's a progression in this. There's, there's a move. There's a change. There's, there's, a, there's a protocol that has to happen. And Jesus teaches throughout his word that we, we've, we're going to be leaders. He's called us to be leaders. Yes? But leaders make things better for others, not themselves. Right? Let, let me help you with something. As a leader, you give up the right to do what you want. I want you to think about, do I want to lead? What that means is, I give up the right to do what I want. Jesus calls us to make a positive change in the lives around us, right? And it's challenging because leaders, what we do is we make things better for others. The problem with that is, that's challenging because we get set in our ways. Think about it. We get, we get in our comfort zone, right? In, in fact, do, do this with me real quick. Do this. Just cross your arms. Just cross your arms with me. Okay? Cross your arms. Go ahead. Some of you aren't participating. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody knows that you're unwilling to participate now. <clears throat> now, we cross our arms how many times in our life? Probably thousands of times in our life, Right? Did you know that you cross your arms the same every time? Now, go ahead. Some of you are already thinking about Do it the other way. This doesn't even feel right, does it? Doesn't feel right. Feels all backwards, right? Okay, clasp your hands. Clasp your hands together. Clasp your hands together like this. How many times have you done this? Lots of times, right? When you were a little kid, right? Right? I lay me down to sleep. Pray to the Lord, my soul to keep, right? Come on. And then when you get in junior high, you're just hoping that a girl will hold your hand like this. (laughs) Come on, all the guys, you know what I'm talking about. It was a good day when that happened. That was a good day. Do me a favor. Change position there. Cross some fingers the other way. You, you don't even think the Lord will hear your prayers now. That's just wrong, right? That's all kinds of backwards. Well, thousands of times you've done that. Right? And here's the deal. We get set in our, it's uncomfortable to do it the other way, right? It's uncomfortable. 
The challenge is, okay, you, you, you can go ahead. The challenge is that some of you are stuck. You're like, I can't even get them apart. The challenge is that we have to change our world that we live in is that we have such a positive influence in the people's lives. Listen, that we attract them to have a change in their life. We need to challenge, the challenge is we, we need to attract people by the change in our lives, come on, so that they'll have a change in there. That's why Jesus says you're salt. You are salt. And by the way, he assumed that we are salt in the teaching. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You make things better. You make things brighter wherever you go. So we ask ourselves the question, when do we change? When do we experience this transformation? When do we experience it? Right? When I was a kid, uh, we, we had, there was an older man in our church, brother, brother Van Zant, right? Brother Van Zant. He was, he was a fiery little preacher. He was a little bitty man, little, little short guy. But I remember Brother Van Zant, it, back then, they, they, the, the, the language is a little different. This, this experience transformation talk then was, it was all about sanctification, Right? being sanctified, where, where God would bring us on a journey from the moment of salvation into a relationship with Him. And He keeps on bringing us through this journey to become more like Christ. It's transformational in our life. That's the relationship that we have with Jesus. So when does that happen? Some of you might be sitting here thinking, you know what, I've been in a relationship with Christ. I've been in a relationship with Him. And there's not a lot that's changed. Well, there needs to be some evidence of change in our lives. Come on, somebody. As a follower of Jesus, there needs to be some change. He needs to be knocking off some rough edges. Hello? Hello? I want to I share with you this morning. There's four, four times in our lives when we change. And as leaders, we understand we're always looking for, for when people are open to that change. Okay? We, again, we talked about that. We talked about influence. When, when people are open to change, you need to be hearing it. You need to be recognizing that. When that but let me, let me give them to you, and this will be foundation to the rest of the day. So what we, we make changes when, in, in your notes, write these down. Number one, when we hurt enough, we have to. We change when we hurt enough that we have to. We have all made changes in our lives, not because we wanted to, but because we were in the corner and we started yelling, uncle. <laughs> right? When that happened, we changed. Hello? You ever gone to the doctor and the doctor said you're going to die? Change. Now diet's not a problem. Hello? For a little bit, anyway. For a little bit. Um, or sometimes we change because we have to. We, we have to. There, there's, there's also times we change. Second one is this. When we see enough that we're inspired to. When we heard enough that we have to, that we see enough that we're inspired to, we see something that we can't unsee. Come on. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when, when talking about the, the unreached people groups of the earth, right? If we lined up people touching for, uh, uh, chest to back, toes to heels, one in front of the next, around the equator of the earth, the, the largest part of the earth, we wouldn't circumnavigate the globe one time with the unchurched people with the lost people of the world, we, we, we would circle the earth 120 times with humanity touching. 
5.4 billion people without Jesus right now on the planet. But we're distracted by governmental mandates. In countries that are falling apart. We should pray for all those things. Come on, everybody. Can I tell you something? There's way more important things on the docket. When we hurt enough, we have to. When we see enough that we're inspired to see, we, don't, we, we won't reach them if we don't see them. We won't help the guy under the bridge if we don't know he's there. We'll never help those children in Haiti if we don't see their faces. We won't understand the foster care and adoptive situation in our country if we don't lean in and educate ourselves. We won't know what the schools are going through unless we talk to them instead of just gripe about them. We have an idea what we think is happening on the border, but until we really find out some information for ourselves, we really just have hearsay. In other words, we would like for someone to come along and fix it all. Come on, everybody. See, as we talk about changing our world, it's when we, this is when we do the things to care for and serve others. If we're going to change our world, we've got to serve our world. Come on, somebody. And it calls out something in other people along the way to make a difference in their world as well because they saw someone making a difference and they saw the change that could take place. We also change, number three, when we learn enough that we want to. When we heard enough that we have to. That we see enough. Come on, somebody. That we see enough we're inspired to. That we learn enough that we want to. What I've seen over my life as a follower of Jesus is that when people choose to get into other people's lives, be friends together, do life together, go to life group, things like that, be intentional, connection. When people sit around tables, living together, talking and, 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 and opening up on a weekly basis, not, not every few months, right? But often, they begin to share values with each other. Not only do they share them, they live them out. And when they learn good values, they live them out. They become, here's the deal, they become more valuable. When people learn more values, they, they become more valuable. They become more valuable to themselves, more valuable to the families. And they begin to change their world. Their own world begins to look different because the values are applied. So people change when they want to, right? They when they, when they heard enough, they have to. When they see enough, they're inspired to. When they learn enough, they want to. And they change when they receive enough that they're able to. we got to be able to receive enough we're able to change. If not, we won't change. That's when people change. And this message of change your world is all about how to do it. Because as good as it is to want to make a difference, what good is it if we don't know how? Have you ever wanted to do something and didn't do it well? Come on. You, didn't just, you just didn't execute it well. You didn't do it well. 
You just didn't do it well, right? <laughs> I would tell you, show up and let's go, okay? How, how are we going to change our world? We'll show up. <laughs> if we can't show up, that's... Hello? Can you change anything without showing up? Serve somebody. Give. Serve. Come on. Be, be consistent in their lives. Change their world. And you can also... Listen. John Maxwell wrote a book called Change Your World. I'm going to encourage you to do something. You go to www.changeyourworld.com. Incredible information on action steps on how to change your world. He, he talks there about transformational tables. About how that we can do this. We can gather a group of people in our lives. Okay? It's a biblical model called discipleship. Right? It's a, it's a Jesus idea. He gathered some friends. They walked around with him. They did ministry to get together. They ate together. They walked down the road together. They went everywhere together. They spent their lives together. And if we'll gather some people around tables, hello, and we'll have some transformational conversations surrounding values, things will change. Hello? I hear a lot of people right now worried about the changes happening in our world, but I don't see very many people doing anything about it other than this. Why don't we start incorporating values into the culture and change our world? Hello? The world's not going to change unless you change your world. Say this with me. I am ridiculously responsible for me. Yep. Well, I don't like how things are going. I am ridiculously responsible for me. Wait a minute. I don't like how things... I am... Ridiculous response. Yes. Yes. This isn't theory. This is proven. Hello? Not, not only can you do what I want to share with you today, but listen to me. It'll work. This will work. <laughs> we've all said a moment ago, we've done things that didn't work before, right? But this, if you'll work them, they'll work, right? It's like most every diet on the planet works. Did you know that? The Snickers diet will work. Now, you won't like the number of Snickers that you eat in a day, but it'll work. You've got to have a plan and you've got to stick to it. I am nobody's friend right now. Should have handed out Snickers bars. Full size. Some of you would have got full size. Some of you would have got minis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a mini. Same with business. A lot of business plans will work. You just got to work a plan. Hello? So here's the plan. How can I be salt and light in my world? Write some things down. Here we go. Number one, value people. 
you got to value people. And, and, and valuing people, the secret sauce is that you connect with them. So out beside, out beside value people, right, connecting, connecting. You've got to connect. So as we change our world, as we serve, as we add value to others, it all begins by adding value to people. But if you really want to be like Jesus, it's very simple. Do what Jesus did. And Jesus added value to people. He added value to everyone he met. Now, that gets a little disgusting, doesn't it? Because there's some people right now that we don't want to add value to. Because when I said everyone, most of us thought, well, you don't mean somebody. This one person. No. Or, 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 or you meant, maybe you thought, oh, well, you meant my people. No, no, no. Jesus valued everyone. He valued everyone. Come on. And he valued people that most people didn't value. The religious people certainly didn't value or understand. They, they, and they questioned him. Why are you eating with them? Why are you hanging out with those people? Come on, everybody. Why, why are you spending time with them? But Jesus valued everyone. Let, let's look at the book of Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25, verse 35 through 40. He said, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? Now, I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss it. Jesus is just giving them a huge compliment, saying, that you visited me when I was in prison, you clothed me when fed me, and he's kind of making them, make, thanking them for all the things that they had done for, for him, and they're sort of looking around thinking, we don't understand, what's he talking about? We didn't do any of those things. And so they ask him, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Thirsty and give you a drink, and, and when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? When did we do that? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it unto me. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. This may be the thing. The one sentence of today. Listen to me. Don't miss it. Jesus values people so much that when you add value to people, Jesus takes it personal. He takes it personal. I, I, I run into people all the time that say, I just want to be close to God. Well, that's simple. Go clothe someone. Go feed someone. I, I, just, I just want to be as close to him as I can. Go hug a homeless person. Go take care of a child. In Jesus' name. Come on. See, he values people so much that when we add value to them, he takes it personal. He says, I want you to know that you did this for me. For me. Created in his image children of him. We're children of God, right? So when you want to connect with Jesus, value people. And when you want to connect with people, value people. Value people. And it's the connecting link. And, the, and people can tell you when you add value to them. And, and, and by the way, you can tell when you are not valued. 
can, can, I, can I say this? Oftentimes, you know that you're not going to be valued by the value you give to the person that you wish you could receive value from. When did I stop adding value? That's probably about the same general time I stopped receiving value. I am ridiculously responsible for me. I I could preach something way more popular this morning. Right? So salt and light means I value people. It's the connecting link. The second part of salt and light is that I add value to people. It is, it's, 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 it's the one thing, it's one thing to value and appreciate people, but it's another thing to say, now, what am I going to do that adds value to them? Right? And just like you put connecting by step one, when you add value to people here, put the word influencing. Number two, add value to people. This is the influencing link. This is that connection. This is influence. You begin to influence people when you add value to them. Just think about it for a moment. Think about the people who've added value to you, right? When a person adds value to you, it gives them a proper influence in your life. That's what Jesus said. When you start adding value to people, you'll start shining light into the dark areas, affecting their lives for the better. They'll see things they never saw before. Why? Because you're influencing them in a way that they haven't been influenced before. They'll see things that they never saw. They'll, 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 they'll realize things. They'll, 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 it's a beautiful thing to watch. To add value to people. Every day, every day I want to encourage you to do these five things. Write these five things down. Every single day, I want to encourage you to do these five things. Now, I I wish I could stand up here and say, I do these every day. Look at me. I don't. I wish I did. I'm going to work on it. But can I tell you something? These are things that I try to do regularly in my life. Five things. Number one, it's pretty simple, value people. I know we've already talked about it, but it starts there. If you don't value people, you won't begin the process. You've got to value people. Number two, I've got to think of ways to add value to people. Well, what do you mean? Before I'm ever with them, think, what can I do? What can I say? Well, I'm not really a planner. Yes, you are. You're a planner. Let me ask you a question. Was there air in your tires when you got up today? You planned. Was there gas in your tank? Were there clothes in your closet? Well, I didn't pick them out, but you'd planned. You'd bought them. Closets, I heard some guy say up here. Dad, watch it. I'm eating the same lunch you are. She make a special burrito. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Listen, before you're ever with them, think of ways. 
Sometimes you know who you're going to be around, you know who you're going to be with. Think, how can I add value to them? Number, number three, look for ways to add value. When you're with them, look for ways, listen for ways that you can add value to them. By the way, we see what we're prepared to see. I'm going to say that again. We see what we're prepared to see. So, so the reason why sometimes I can find ways to add value is that I'm looking for them. I'm listening for them. Come on. I want to see things as they are. By the way, we don't see, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. I wish we could see things as they are. But our perspective is skewed because of who we are. Come on. Number four, when you're with them, do things that add value to them. This, this moves beyond the planning stage. This is action. Okay. Sometimes you'll hear about getting traction and then moving forward. I want you to notice in the word traction is the word action. <laughs> okay? It's one thing to have good intentions, but that's way overrated. Did you know that? Intentions, good intentions have never changed a life. How many times have a good intention, we had a good intention, but we didn't act on it? Listen, I don't receive good news by your good intentions, I receive good news by your good actions. Right? So when you're with them, do things that add value to them. And then number five, add value by encouraging others to add value to other people. Encourage the people around you to do what we're talking about today, change their world. Encourage them to add value. What I, what I love about this message is it truly encourages each of us to add value to one another. We have to add value. Paul understood this. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19, he said, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach the wide range of people. Religious, non-religious. Meticulous moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized. And then he comes up with a junk drawer term. He's like, there's so many people I could list here. He says, whoever. <laughs> whoever. But I didn't take on their way of life. In other words, their culture didn't change who I am. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I want to influence everyone I'm around for Christ. Come on, everybody. In other words, I'm just going to serve and I'm going to add value to people as much as I can, wherever I am, wherever I can, however I can. Come on. And I did this, he says here, because of the message, I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Paul said, I don't want to just hear about this movement. I want to be a part of it. Yes? I want to be a part of it. My, my, I want you to understand something. My perspective towards you determines my attitude towards you. How 
Hang with me right there for just a second. Listen to me. How we view things is how we do things. I am ridiculously responsible for me. And how I view things is how I'm going to do those things. Literally, what I'm willing to do for you is what I'm willing to receive from you. You see, I can't receive from you more than I'm willing to do for you. Come on. So if I see you as weak, I will help you. If I see you as broken, I'll fix you. But if I see you as valuable, listen to me, I'll serve you. And the first two, the first two, listen, the first two, I'm still on top. I got you out of the ditch. I'm still Derek with the cape on. Come on. Saving the world. Listen, serving is intentionally putting ourselves beneath. The attitude and the posture, that that attitude and that posture is what truly changes lives. If you want to be salt and light. Number three, live good values. Live good values. This is attracting. Out beside that, right, attracting. It's one thing to, to value people. It's another thing to add value to people, but it's an entirely different thing when I begin living those good values in myself. Hello? And by the way, besides living good values, put the word attracting there again. This is, this is what makes us attractive to people when they see us living out these incredible values in our lives. Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22 and 23, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows. How many of you want to be a person that joy just overflows out of their life? How many of you like to be around people with joy just overflowing? Or would you just rather be around a sour puss? Right? Peace that, subdue, that, that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life of, full of virtue, right? And strength of spirit. These are all very attractive qualities that change our world. But then, then he says at the end, never set the law above the qualities for they are meant to be limitless. Limitless. You doing all right? got one more? Let me ask you a question. Can you do the first three? Can you do the first three? A couple of you. Can you do the first three? We can back up and do that again. Can you do the first three? Okay, number four. Share good values. This right here is all about transforming. So we started with being transformation, a transformational gospel, a gospel that changes us. This is where transformation takes place. Did you notice I'm talking about one thing over and over and over again today? One thing, value people, add value to people, live good values, share good values. This is huge. Don't miss it. The value of all values, the golden rule, right? The golden rule. It's taught in every culture. 
What is it? Treat other people how you want to be treated. Just going to pause for just a moment. Some self-reflection. Is that you right now? I'm just going to be honest. There have been times lately that that just didn't happen for me. I was harsh, quick, not calculated, sharp, come on, bitter, frustrated. If we're going to change our world, We got to think about this. I, I believe that in doing so, if we if we really think it through, we will understand that this is what salt and life transformation looks like. This is it. I want you to understand something. Good values create stability. It creates stability. Good values make us think bigger on the inside than on the outside. They begin to, they begin to anchor our lives. And transformation begins on the inside. On the inside. And then secondly, good values establish trust. They establish trust. How many of you would right now say, I would like to make a difference in other people's lives? I want you to understand something. This isn't popular in our, in our culture, but we are created to be our brother's keeper. We're created to be salt and life, light, and every single one of us de- down deep have a desire to make a difference in the lives of others. We're unfulfilled without it. We'll do crazy things to try to prove that in our lives. I want to close with this. Guys, if you'll come. Romans chapter 15, verse 1. Again in the message today, strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? We're going to pray in just a minute. but I think, I think this is one of those messages, you guys, where we have to have a little bit of self-reflection. How many of you would agree? You say, you know what, this, this, I mean, it's, it's encouraging. We, we get to change our world, but in changing our world, that means it starts with me. It starts right here. We can't, we can't change out there unless it starts with me. How do we change our world? Well, i got to change my world. My world starts with me. 
So how can I help? That's often a question we ask other people. But I'm going to go back to what I keep saying over and over that's not in my notes. I just believe the Holy Spirit's leading us to think about it more and more today is this. I am ridiculously responsible for me. So I'm going to ask you to ask yourself this question. How can I help myself? How can you help you today? In changing your world, it's going to start somewhere. Come on, somebody. Where's it going to begin? It's going to begin with us. It's going to begin with us. Would you stand to your feet all over this room? Lord Jesus, we love you so much. Spirit of God, I'm thankful that you have spoken through your word today. Encouraging, inspiring, showing, shaping, and illuminating for us the condition, not only of our hearts, but the desire that you put in us to change our world. Father, I thank you so much because this message is so clear, but it's it's also so motivating to us. Jesus, you said that we are salt and light. And we have the ability and the opportunity to make a difference in other people's lives. To change the world that we're a part of. To change our world first. And then bigger than that. So I'm asking now that you would answer a prayer for us, Lord God. And it's not even our prayer. It's your prayer. It's your prayer. That we would truly take action. That we wouldn't only know what to do, but that we would do it. That we would see a need and we would meet the need. That we, when we see something that needs to be taken care of, that we would just take care of it. That we would begin now to serve, to give, to care, to share, to love, to lift. Do all of those things, Lord Jesus, to help us add to the kingdom of God. And as we do these things, as we change our world, Father, change us. I want that to be our prayer today. Would you would you just pray that? God, God, as, as, as I begin to change my world, would you change me? You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna uh, this is my prayer. You don't have to pray this if you don't want to. God, don't change me at all until I begin to change my world. God, my world needs changing. We assemble today, Lord Jesus, as a broken people. So people whose hearts are heavy for what's going on all around us. In this culture that we live in, in the world that we, we, we reside in today, this, this planet that you placed us on, there's so much out of control that, God, we, we desperately need you to change the world. But I pray, Lord God, that we would see our own responsibility in it. That we would take action. I believe there's people here today that you would say, you know what, I 
I want to see the world around me changed. And you, realize, you realize right now that your part in that world changing is you changing. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I have my hand up. If my world's going to change, I have to. I have to. Will we just agree right now? I think there's power in agreement. That God, we're, we're going to change. We're going we're gonna to see some things in our lives that we're going to be intentional about. And we're not going to just start with us. We're going to look into the lives of other people and do for them maybe what we need for ourselves. Because we understand in your economy, when we give, Lord God, we see a bountiful blessing that begins to take place. Literally, the law of sowing and reaping. We don't sow into others to receive in ourselves, but God, we sow into others. We bless others so that their lives would be changed. In doing so, God, we understand the blessing that falls back upon us, and we trust you that their lives will be better off. So God, this week, put people in our lives. I believe they're already there, but allow us to see the needs around us. May we meet needs, practical needs, emotional needs. May we, may we speak with life. God, may, may our world begin to change because we chose to change. Others in this room this morning, maybe you would say, you know what? I would love for my world to change. And if it starts with me, I need a relationship with Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. The Bible says if we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth. Yeah, hands up all over the place. If we believe in our, our heart, confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus is who he says he is, that he lived, that he died, that he rose from the grave, that we too shall be saved, that we'll be changed. The transformation can begin. I, I want you to understand something. You could try for the rest of your life to change. Without being in a relationship with Jesus, there'll be some, there'll be some momentary differences. But I, can I tell you something? There's no eternal change. And, and none of you here this morning are looking for a momentary change. Your heart right now cries out for, God, help my world to be different from this point forward. If that's you, if you raise your hand just a moment ago, raise your hand again. We're going to pray together. Say, Heavenly Father. I trust you with my life. Lead me. I confess my sin. And I confess my life to you. Trust you with my life. I give my life to you. Now lead me. And I will choose to follow you. Help me every day this process of tra transformation to be more like you. God, today I change. I look for areas of my life to change.
give my life to you. In Jesus' name. Now the rest of you, listen to me. All over this room. We're ridiculously responsible for us. And Jesus' admonition, his, his charge, his his into our lives is to go and to change our world. Will we? Will we carry out the call that God has placed in our hearts? Will we live this out? God, today, today we stand in the moment of decision each and every person in this place. We're either going to say yes to you. We live it out, God. We're, we, we, we yield to the change that needs to take place in us. We yield to the change. We yield to valuing other people, to loving them, caring for them, watching, seeing, helping, planning, to serve, to care, God. Or we're just going to stay unto our own, continue to serve us. No, we choose today to serve others. We choose today to be a church with eyes wide open, serving those around us. Come on, church. We're going to choose. We're going to serve. We're going to love. We're going to care. We're going to reach. We're going to see. We're going to change our world. Father, may your kingdom come on this earth as it is in heaven. We trust you with our life today. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.